Peer Sisters, Chantelle and Annette. We're just two sisters wanting to brighten lives and share hope. As you listen to this podcast, we invite you to ponder on how God is making a difference in your life. We hope to share hope, we seek to help you seek, and we laugh to help you laugh. Let's find the light and let's share it. Our greatest desire is that as we share our light, you can see Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Today, Annette and I will be talking about one of my favorite things. I feel like I say that every time. This is my favorite thing, (laughs) but this is really one of my favorite things, and it's emotional management, learning some tips and tricks. So in other podcasts, we'll be talking about emotions more to kind of define them, take a big look at emotions and what they are and how they play a role in your life, but I wanted to talk about seven influential things you can do to kind of change your environment or maybe a circumstance through actions. And um, these things that are all backed by science and proven to improve your mood and well-being. So, you know, sometimes you can take the thought-based approach and we'll talk a little bit about that and how powerful it is. But today we'll talk about more of like just these specific things because they're so powerful. So the seven S's are service, socialness, self-compassion, schedule, sound, scrapbooks and space, and success. So we'll go through each of these and kind of talk about how they can increase your emotional positivity. All right. The first one, service. I feel like this one's a bit obvious, just that in outreaching towards others, you find more joy yourself. But there has actually been some scientific research and experiments about people doing things with service. Like um, in one experiment, a group of students were given $5 and another group of students was given $5 but instructed to spend the $5 on someone else and the other group was instructed to spend the $5 on themselves. Surprisingly enough, before and after tests of the student's happiness revealed that the students who gave the $5 to someone else, as in like spent it on someone else, whatever it was, bought them lunch, maybe bought them um, a little drink or maybe they went out to go do a cool activity, whatever it was, the group who spent it on someone else was statistically significantly more happy (laughs) in the end. So that's kind of cool. I liked a couple of quotes about the power of service. Um, Annette, do you want to share these with us? Yeah, of course. Um, To find real happiness, we must find it in in a focus outside ourselves. And that's by President Monson. And then President Nelson says, real joy has everything to do with the focus of our lives. Way cool. Thanks, Annette. I just loved how those go together because it's like, what do you focus on to have the most joy? And both of them together were like, real joy, focus on things outside ourselves. Like they kind of just mesh right together. I thought that was cool. Um, Compassion to self and others increases satisfaction as shown in some other significant research done 
by two other individuals and we could put the reference notes in the bottom of the podcast slide notes. So if you want to look those up, you can. Serving also increases joy. A good quote from Winston Churchill is, you make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. I love that. <laughs> so great. Let's go on to the next one, which is socialness. Annette, how have you seen social connection increase your <laughs> emotional well-being, your happiness, or anything else? It's interesting because I feel like social, like, I feel like with all these things, it's all about balance and how they, like, bounce out in your life because one of too much is just, like, way too much. And I feel like with um, social, like, with being social, I've noticed that as I'm social, I don't know, like, getting connecting with people, I feel like Heavenly Father wants us to connect so much to people because we can learn so much from people. And so I feel like as I connect with people, there's just like this understanding of, I don't know, of knowing who God is, knowing who I am. And it helps me feel like there's the stress is just relieved. Um, I noticed in my life um, when I first started this school semester, I was like, no social life, school, sleep, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. And I was miserable. I was just like completely miserable. I had a set bedtime and like set bedtimes are good, but like I had a set bedtime, like I would, I would start self-criticizing myself very harshly if I wasn't in bed by 9.30. And for a college student, 9.30 is really early. <laughs> like the party doesn't start till 9.30, you know? And so I was really hard on myself because I wasn't being social. And then I realized that I was being so miserable because I wasn't connecting with people. And so I decided that I would take time to socialize if that, and like I was at first, it was like, I made another rule of like, okay, I'm only going to socialize for two activities after 930 each week. And then it just kind of became, okay, I can have more of a fluid thing. And so I feel like socializing is super important. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because I feel like, our emotions are very contagious. And so if you're with an uplifting group of people and you're having a bad day, then you go to them and then you feel uplifted and then you feel happier. And so it's really important to socialize because like a cold, our emotions are also very contagious. That is awesome. I, I agree. There's definitely power in connecting with other people. That is so true. And in fact, there are two more research articles that I'll post at the bottom of our slideshow. <laughs> I mean, out of, uh, on the bottom of our um, PowerPoint notes. I mean, <laughs> podcast notes. <laughs> um, anyway, about how relationships and connecting with others enhances your life and increases your happiness. So definitely true. I also loved a study by Martin Seligman. I We'll probably quote him a lot because he's like the founder of modern positive psychology and science. He was the president of the American Psychological Association for a time. And one of his studies revealed that happy people, he was like researching happy people and what was it what that they did? What were their differences? And one of the main differences was that they were more social than the average person. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um. The next S is self-compassion. 
Self-compassion is so powerful. There's a lot of research by several um, several doctors, but one that I especially like is Ashley Neff. She has a PhD and focused her research all on self-compassion and how powerful it is. She found that if you wanted to achieve higher results in your life, you need to have self-compassion. She called it ying and yang self-compassion in that you can have self-compassion that is springing you forward to action like, wow, you, you did this or wow, you're going to achieve that or just kind of those self-motivating thoughts as well as self-compassion thoughts that are comforting or soothing like a wound and how it could be like, wow, that hurt. I am understanding how you feel. So basically being a friend like you would to someone else towards yourself and your own thoughts and reactions to just different things you experience. So what have you, what do you think about self-compassion, Annette? Do you have any like, boom, this is so, or I don't know, personal experience or stories that makes you think of? Um, I, this is something that I have a hard time with, um, but it's definitely something, I have this, okay, one of my favorite songs, I'm going to look it up and I'll let you guys know by the end of the podcast what it's called, because it is, it's called Be Kind to Yourself. And it talks about how you have to learn to love your enemies too. And I feel like a lot of the time our greatest enemy is ourselves. And so it's just a really cool song. Um, but something with self-compassion is, you know how like you receive compliments? Um, you like, you know, your best friend's like, oh, you're so, you're so good in your concert. Or you're so good like at the sport or blah, 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 and all these things. One of the things that like I feel like with self-compassion is – when you compliment, like when you compliment yourself or when you compliment somebody, um, for me, I feel like a true compliment is when nothing is being degraded. What I mean by that is you're not comparing anybody or your past self to what it was. So like, for instance, if someone were to say, you are better than this person at such such a thing, that is not a true compliment. And so I feel like mentally and like personally, that also can apply. So, um, for me, I feel like that was like, that was one of the root things of me learning how to be self-compassionate was because I used to be always be like, oh, I was so much better yesterday. Um, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> or, oh, I'm so much better than I was yesterday. And that was degrading who I was yesterday. And I know that sounds really weird. Like, aren't you supposed to get better every single day? But I realized that I'm a different, like, I wake up and I'm like, today's the day that I can be the most me I can be. And then the next day I wake up, today's the day that I get to be the most that I can be. And because I'm, a, I'm literally a different human every single day because I wake up and I've experienced something different. I'm a new person in a way. And so um, I feel like with self-compassion, it's about learning how to compliment yourself truly without degrading who you are in any aspect of who you are. Oh, so well said. <laughs> Amen. Like. <laughs> I think there's like, that is perfect. So good. And the next S kind of goes along with all of these. I feel like they kind of just segue into each other, but scheduling is another huge one for um, uh, just like 
influencing positive emotions, there's two things that I wanted to touch base on as far as scheduling goes. One is anticipating something positive to look forward to, whether it's your annual vacation, maybe it's your monthly fun getaway, maybe it's your just week one one or two cool things you want to do that week, or even it's each day, a little break that you've planned in. Hopefully all of those, a little piece of all of those and planning in those breaks helps to avoid burnout. So anticipation is huge. I really enjoy date nights with my husband and also fun friend get togethers. This last week, I really loved a caramel apple night. So it's just like fun, just different things you can do. Um, The other thing I wanted to touch base on is something that makes everything else possible. So when you're scheduling, if your life influences or is kind of connected to other people, it's important that you plan together so that you're all on the same page, right? And so that's why counseling or doing like a planning session, whatever you want to call it, is super important. But not only about like your calendar things, just kind of touching base about what went well the last week. What did, you might ask, what did you appreciate that I did this last week for you? And what would you, what did you maybe not like so much? And what would you like to do again? Or what would be something you'd like to do together? So questions like that can really help bring a family together or any relationship that you're wanting to connect more. Another thing I like to include in family councils is just discussions about what you all hold important and what you share. So in my family councils, we talk about finances. We talk about our family fun activity for the week. We talk about a service activity that we want to do together sometime during the month. And we try to also review the plans we both have for the week ahead, as well as plan in the important activities. And we have five activities we always plan in. So you can decide what your big activities are. Ours definitely include date night and family night. And a couple of other things. So you can include in your own family councils and planning sessions or whatever friend councils, you know, it's kind of whatever, but I love this quote from Elder Ballard about counseling. He said, the family council becomes a place of unity, loyalty, and loving support as outside help is enlisted in the search for solutions. He promised that there's no problem we cannot find a solution for when we working councils to solve it. I found that is very powerful and so true. So let's go on to the next one. Um, Scrapbooking. Annette, I feel like you're so good at this, keeping up on (laughs) photos and writing down memories and fun experiences. Um, There is a lot of science that shows that what you write down is remembered more, whether it's a goal and you're more likely to achieve it, but same with memories. And memories are powerful. Dr. Daniel Amen is a neuropsychiatrist, and he said one of his brain rules for positive people or even people struggling with mental health or any sort of 
uncomfortable emotions. <laughs> He's like, a huge medicine is to create positive experiences, like a library of positive life experiences, and then to record them so that you can look back at them. I love and, that. And look forward to ones ahead. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. Um, can I add something to that? Yes, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on this? Um, so for me, um, I used to be a really terrible journal. Like, I didn't do journals very well. And I still think that I can improve so much more. I feel like everybody can improve. Like, I definitely miss a lot more days than I do, but I do, like, catch myself up. And then it's like, it's really bad, but I also do okay. There's lots of things. But I've noticed that when I do take time to do it, I feel a lot better about who I am and what I did previously. And it's fun to, like, look back. But I feel like the hard part for me was starting. It was like, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to write about? I haven't been, I haven't done this in five years and, or two months or like whatever, however span of time it was. Um, for me, what I did was um, when I went to church or when I went to a meeting of where they were going to ask me to get, like have time to ponder or they um, give me an opportunity to think about how I'm doing in my life, whatever activity that is, I would bring a journal and a pen and have my pen clicked open. (laughs) And then whatever thought came in my head, I'd write it down. And in a way, it is a mental scrapbook. It's not like, oh, this is what I did today. But it definitely is like, this is my thought of what they said. And once I had that written down, then it was like, I felt like it gave me a boost. of I want to keep writing more and more. And so I did that more and more in my life. So I, if that's a quick little trick that anybody wants to do is just have your pen clicked and a piece of paper in front of you in every opportunity that you get. That is so great. I love that pen ready, clicked and (laughs) ready to write. Um, I just wanted to share this quote from Neil L. Anderson that kind of goes right along with like those, those memories and those pondering experiences and what reflecting on your memories can do for you. He said, when personal difficulties or world conditions beyond our control darken our path, the spiritually defining memories from our book of life are like luminous stones that help brighten the road ahead. I think how many times have I had a hard, hard week or hard day, hard year maybe, and been able to reflect on the times that I saw the Lord's hand in my life, the Savior influencing and guiding and blessing me and been able to look back on those memories because they were written down and remembered and brought to memory and that that has like brought me through those hard things. So cool. Cool. We will share a list of different apps you can use. Some, most of them are free and uh, my favorite is a line a day journal that I've used for the last five years that I bought on. You can get on the Amazon. We'll share those in a blog post that I'll share as well as in the podcast notes so if you want to be like oh i want to try this new thing for my scrapbooking you totally can because there are so many that are like for busy everyday normal life people that are just like me and annette where we're like okay i have one minute go and you're like (laughs) right and so these apps are perfect for that we'll share them um uh the next category that kind of goes along with this. So we smashed them into the same number. Maybe that was cheating. I don't know, (laughs) but we put space number six and, um, space and scrapbooking. But for space, I was just thinking like 
when your space around you reflects the good memories of the past and your positive dreams for the future, kind of like a vision board, it helps to springboard you forward and stimulate those positive hormones and good feelings as chemically. But there's so much like connection between the the chemical be patterns in your brain and your current behavior. So as far as space goes, I think it's really cool how if you like put up positive pictures of the happy memories or of things that you would like to do in the future, it can help inspire you and bring you through those tough times and also brighten, just brighten your day. Annette, do you have any like thoughts where you're like, yes, that's so great. Space. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am in a way a toxic organizer. You'll find me like at least once a week reorganizing my closet. My roommates think I'm crazy. Like I'm always reorganizing things or finding a home for things. Um, but I really do believe that like a clean, a clean space, a happy space, a space that makes you happy, makes a clean person, a clean like have clean thoughts and have a clean life and um, have a beautiful like. I don't know. Like, I feel like when I can walk into a room and not feel like, oh, I have to do the dishes. I have to do this. I have to do this. Rather, I walk into a room and I'm like, wow, I can just sit here and think about this. Or I can now do this with this space. I feel like it helps me keep my mind clean when my life is clean. <laughs> I love that. Totally agree. So, so good. Um, let's go on to the last S. Oh, sorry. That was actually S number five, and this is S number six out of seven. But this one is, I think, one of my favorites because there is so much science behind it, the power of sound. And I put sound, not just music, because some people are like, I'm not musical. I'm like, no, no. You can still use the power of music and sound to your benefit, and these are some ways to do that. You can learn an instrument and anyone can do that. It will not only build your brain, it will build your happiness. The other one is to just listen to classical music. And if you want some specific songs that are like, that have been used in research and increase someone's happiness, you can always message me and I'll send you the ones that Dr. Daniel Amen <laughs> recommended. They're pretty cool. He's the neuropsychiatrist. Also, vocalization is... All of these, again, proven by research, but vocalization in any of these forms will increase your mood and happiness. Singing, I love doing that all the time. And it definitely, yes, huge effects. Chanting, <laughs> I'm not much of a chanter, but if you are, like, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Humming, that's always fun. Reciting poetry, um, that's really cool. Enhances mood and memory and moving in rhythms. So yeah. That's cool. Those are all my faves. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, defining success and satisfaction, like allowing yourself to be like, yes, I feel satisfied. Instead of being like, oh, I have to create this next, next thing, next thing, next thing, and never really truly letting it just soak in. Um, part of that comes from just being like, you never really truly defined what the finish line was. So when you think you almost finished it, you say to yourself, no, that's not the finish line. So therefore I don't feel that satisfaction, right? So when you let yourself define specifically 
what success will look like, what enough is, and then allowing yourself to kind of absorb and love where you are in the process that allows you to experience the joy all throughout. Again, this is totally a learned thing. Doesn't happen all at once where you're like, all of a sudden, I feel complete joy at every moment of my life, right? Like (laughs) even in the burdens and hard times, we all experience negative emotion and that's healthy and normal, completely normal. But these are just some ways to experience a little bit more of that satisfaction and peace with yourself in these areas. So we wanted, I wanted to touch on spiritual, mental, physical, and social success and self-satisfaction. So first, spiritually, how do you know when you are enough? Spiritually, um, I think part of that goes with like maybe wondering where you stand in your relationship with God and what is your relationship with him and is he pleased with you and are you ready to be with him again? Like if you were to pass away today and get called home to live with him again, would you be ready to feel comfortable in that situation? And I think that's a really cool question, but I I really think like Annette was saying earlier today about just like her things that get her through Adversity, I think they apply perfectly to this. Do you want to share those with us? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I was talking about the things that are necessary in my life. And one of, so the things that I thought were necessary um, is, do I speak to God or also known as prayer? Do I speak to him? Do I listen to him and do I let him speak to me? And that's revelation. And then the third is, do I act on what he's told me to do? And that's faith. And so prayer, revelation, and faith are the three simple things that I like, that like really help me when I barely can get out of bed <laughs> and or um, I feel like I'm overwhelmed with all the things that I have to do. And so those are the three simple things. That I feel like everything else, if everything was just like poof, gone, I feel like that is where I find a lot of peace and comfort. And I feel very sick. Like, I feel like when I am coming closer to my savior and becoming more like God, that is when I feel the most successful and enhancing that purpose and that meaning of becoming like God through those three simple things really helped me feel successful when, when, when life isn't, doesn't go according. to plan. <laughs> I love that so much. Thanks so much, Annette. And I just want to shout out how amazing Annette is. Like, I feel I can see these, these like gifts or blessings that you are blessing other people as you're doing those things in your life and using that strength that you're getting from your relationship with God as you're right now, like the in the Relief Society presidency as a second counselor for that your women's group with church and also institute council and choir social media person and in like 20 credits all at once mm-hmm. and balancing all of that with all the things that go on. I just am continually impressed and I think you do such a great job. So you're awesome. <laughs> the next one I just want to talk about was mental, which is like, maybe what do you want to learn and what have you learned from your life experiences? Defining success mentally, maybe is just like, what is, 
mental success look like for me? So that might be a question to just push pause on the podcast right now. And for each of these, maybe answer that question to yourself. What is spiritual success to me? What does mental success look like to me? And then next would be physical. This is huge for women, especially as 75% of women over 75% in their lifetime will struggle with some form of an eating disorder. That is crazy statistics. And more than that, struggle just with their body image, even if they're not struggling with the eating disorder itself. So as you're thinking about this, it's huge and so important to love your love your body, but getting to that point is definitely a process and it starts with just being okay with with enough and what is that and like loving yourself to where you want to be. They they say you can't hate yourself skinny and I think it's the same with any change. You can't hate yourself smarter or you can't hate yourself more spiritual. Whatever it is, you it's loving yourself in the journey to that process, through that process, like with the self-compassion thing. So with physical, I wanted to ask this question, what is beauty to you? And in your body and in your image, enough in my body is what? And you can fill in the blank there. So, so good. Enough in my body image is what? And as you think about that, maybe push pause and take a minute to just reflect and write down an answer. And especially pray to know even what enough is and know that your body is beautiful and enough in the shape and in the DNA and in all the things you've been given just as you are right now. How beautiful you are. And lastly, socially, especially for women, again, I think this is huge. We are such connectors. And I think that's what brings us so much joy and allows us to influence people so much. I feel like women are huge influencers on the world, on men, on other women, on children. Women have one of the most influential roles and we're such powerhouses as far as the future of the world is concerned. So when we think we're not enough, it really is hard. But when we realize that you are enough, there's so much power in that. And even if you think and feel that you have goals of something you want to become or do or be, you're still enough right now where you are in that process. So I want to define a couple more things. Just ask yourself these questions. Enough as myself is blank. Enough as a wife is blank. Enough as a mom is blank. Enough as a friend is blank. Enough as a daughter is blank. Enough as a student is blank. Enough in my career position, you can fill in the blank for whatever that is, is blank. And that answer might change 
as you change and become the next version of yourself as you go throughout your entire life. But I just love that. And you might even consider as, you know, different holidays are coming up enough for Christmas, (laughs) all the traditions, all the things, what can I eliminate? What's enough there too? But how do you allow yourself to feel satisfied, successful, grateful, happy? So just take a minute and think about those questions, pen and paper, pen clicked. (laughs) Um, So we'll just kind of end there with those seven S's and thanks again. Just remember that you are enough. And as you're going forward, remember that you are so loved. If you want help applying these things, the brain does definitely not change in one day and certainly not one hour or certainly not one podcast hour, but these things gradually change the brain, right? So this week, I am super excited because uh, there's some great things coming up. Um, When you listen to this podcast, we will have already listened to General Conference, and I'm so excited about that because it's happening this week for us. So it's just so, so, so excited. Also, you can join a self-reliance program, which is free through the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And they are coming up with, starting this October, a new emotional wellness program. So excited about that. It's a 12-week. It's not like a 12-step addiction recovery thing. It's more like just going over things for um, emotional self-reliance and physical well-being. So that's a cool, cool group you could join. Also listening to podcasts, join the group. And also, of course, just find Annette and I on our websites and we will hook you up with some life coaching and positive blogs and all the things. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us again. And we can't wait to chat next time. Thank you for joining us on The Blonde and the Redhead. We hope you have a wonderful day and ultimately a wonderful life. Keep the faith and remember Christ has got your back. If you loved this podcast as much as we loved recording it, please find us on social media or on our websites, inspirehigherlifecoaching.com and annettepierce5.wixsite.com slash called for a lifetime. We love to hear from our viewers. Have a marvelous day.